0: what's up guys welcome back to the stick talk podcast before we get into it i just want to say thank you so much for making time out of your day to watch this video and if you can real quick there's a huge favor like this video subscribe to the channel and comment now comment all throughout the video comment however many times you can and uh, we appreciate the support but uh this is a unique one given the lead up and also what's going to be happening after uh not too excited about it but We've been hard for 24 hours. We're Straight. gonna we're gonna give some context <laughs> behind what that call, means. A Seek, call a doctor. Seek a doctor. Seek a doctor. No, but we, we've been um, we're here with our, our good friend Matt uh, Matt Moore and my and, and Dan and Christian as well. Not a part of the challenge, but he's he's here. He, did, he also
1: took the horny goat weed
0: pill. <laughs>
2: yeah, he's, so
1: he's been hard too for,
2: but for reasons. other reasons. <laughs> this is not an really
1: episode.
0: <laughs> but if you're familiar with uh, David Goggins, his slogan is "Stay hard." And one of his challenges is the 4 x 4 by 48 which is four miles every four hours for 48 straight hours. So Matt, myself, and Dan um, are halfway through that challenge as we sit here today. 24 miles in, 24 more to go, starting in like an hour from now is the next leg of it. And uh, so, yeah, we're feeling it. We're feeling it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, am I the only one? Joints
3: are sore for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a cool challenge, though. Um, but we're excited to have Matt here to do a podcast. He's uh, someone that I look up to a lot as a 20 year old, right? You're 20 years old. You're 20? It's crazy, man, bro. I can't even grow a beard. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely insane how you're only 20 years old, dude. A lot of wisdom, uh, super powerful words. So I think this interview, this episode is going to be. Really, really unique because we'll be able to reflect on the challenge that we're going through right now, um, and also just learn more about Matt's story and what brings him here today. So,
3: welcome to the show, dude. Bro, thanks, thanks for having me, you guys. I just, I'm so grateful to be here. Honestly, in such an amazing place, uh, in a beautiful city of Tampa, with with guys (laughs) like yourselves, you know, high level men that I surround myself with, and I'm I'm just so grateful to even be in this room. So, thank you guys for having me. Absolutely,
0: bro. Well, let's get right into it. Uh, typically, the way we start the podcast is going back uh, to your childhood and, and growing up for you. That's not too far ago um, for some of our <laughs> other guests. <laughs> it's not too long ago. It's like yesterday. <laughs> You're kind of
2: still in your childhood. Um, just a puberty. <laughs> yeah, it still get here. Oh no, his stash. I got his mustache, dog. <laughs>
0: Uh, I know, but I'm just like, let's go back to childhood, which was like yesterday. Uh, But who was Matt growing up? Where did you grow up? What was childhood like? What were some of the big moments? Just tell us a little bit about yourself.
3: Yes, I grew up in small town in Indiana, Seymour, Indiana, and I had your your stereotypical family of four, Um, you know, dad, police officer, mom, a nurse, older brother, five years older than me. (laughs) Um, and that was up until I was 11, parents got divorced, um, and that was, was a monumental moment in my life. But growing up, always an athlete, playing baseball, it's really where I got kind of that that leadership quality from. Um, I was always the leader of the teams, leader of just, just everything, ultimately. So got divorced, parents got divorced at 11, and my brother, he was 16 at the time, and he just really turned to self-development, man, like, he, he saw it as an opportunity to, to start growing and start working on himself to ultimately prevent what had happened to, to our family, you know, the, the broken family, Um, and and I don't want to say, like, like, broken family, like, I was taken care of, you know, my parents, without a doubt, both extremely loved me, I never went without anything, so I don't want anybody to sit here and think I came from a, a broken home, but, you know, just it wasn't how God intended a family to be. And, and I've definitely experienced that. So, so he turned to self development and he got me in the gym at 11 years old, man. <laughs> uh, and the amount of people who would tell you lifting early is, is bad for your growth, bad for your health, they're, it's false. It's false. Get in the gym, um, have your kids get in the gym as early as possible. But got me in the gym at 11 and I was just, I, I was fighting it. You know, I was 11 years old. Like, I didn't want to be in the gym wanted to be playing Fortnite and Call of Duty and and other shit. Like, I I did not want to be in the gym. um, But he just kept pushing me, pushing me. I mean, just just accountability. Um, And so it caused a lot of friction in our relationship, but we were just best friends. So it really didn't matter. We fought through it. We got through it. And and God just just blessed me with a brother who has ultimately been a mentor and a leader in my entire life. I, I tell everybody he's my hero. So that's a little bit there, I guess. That's sick, dude. What was the relationship like before the divorce with your brother?
0: Were you guys always close or did that kind of, that change, that monumental moment bring you guys a lot closer?
3: Yeah, we were always pretty close um, just because we're so similar. I mean, everything, we both, you know, athletes, um, just literally the exact same archetype, if you will, same personality. So we were pretty close, but the divorce definitely brought us a lot closer, um, you know, with my dad leaving. Um, mitch he kind of stepped in and i don't want to say raised me because my parents were very much involved but he was he was there for me in the day-to-day he sheltered me from all that was going on um he played the back and forth game with my parents of of that constant constant battle it's like when if anybody's from a divorced family like you understand like parents just start battling for everything it's a battle for time maybe not all but this was how mine was it's a battle for time. It's a battle for for energy, a battle for for money. It's a battle for everything. So he he really sheltered me from, from all of that. And yeah, we just, we grew so close. He was taking me to, to practices, to games, to tournaments. We were in the gym training together. So we definitely grew a lot closer because of the divorce.
1: And you mentioned God already a couple times here and being blessed. Were you religious
3: growing up or is that something that you found later on in life? Yeah. So my grandpa's a pastor he's been a okay. pastor for over 40 years um and he he is a pastor of a, a small church in my hometown but my dad worked night shift so going to church on sundays we didn't really go so we didn't pray we didn't really go to church but I, I very much knew that god was real um and it was actually when i was 11 you know the day that i found out my parents got divorced that's like the first i believe encounter i've ever had with god so I, I came home from school one day, you know, just like every other day, sprint off the bus. I'm decked out in neon. <laughs> Whoever let me... <laughs> elite like socks. Elite socks? So- yeah, I yeah. had the elite socks rocking. I'm decked out in neon. I sprint up into into the house. And and man, something about this day when I stepped in the house was just different. You know, it felt like the oxygen just left the room. Uh, childhood home was about to collapse. Absolutely. So step in the room and I'll never forget it. I can, I can still picture it to this day. It's just one of those impact moments, exactly where my brother was sitting, where my mom was sitting, what they were wearing. Picture every detail, both of them tears in their eyes. And my mom just looked at me and just said, you know, your dad is leaving us. And so I just sit down over at this old wooden desk there in, in two other spots in the room. And you know, just tears fill my eyes, but I'm 11. You know, I don't know what that means. I got a ton of questions, just a ton of questions. So I go back into my room. I just get down on the floor, you know, stuffed animals around me, blue blue paint on the walls. Like, just get get down on the floor, and I'm just crying. Like, I don't, I don't even know what this means. And I, I just started speaking out to God. Like, just God, just help us. Like, like, what is this? Like, just, just God, please, please help us. And in that moment, I I truly had conviction with those words. Like, I knew my family needed help. And for some reason, it's not like I heard a a verbal from from God speaking to me, but I just had this, like, peace wash over my body. Like, just this sense of, like, just peace that it was just going to be okay. Tears dried up and just this clarity, and I just walked back out. And, I mean, obviously it wasn't just fine from there. I don't want to say that, but just had a sense of peace that everything was going to be okay. And I mean, now, you know, a decade later, looking back, like God was absolutely working because I'm, I'm so blessed.
0: Powerful moment for sure. Um, so from there, I mean, you're big in entrepreneurship now, you're obviously growing your own community, uh, Elevate, which you're repping on your shirt there. Um, so I
3: guess for you, where does your entrepreneurship journey really start? Yeah. So when I was, about fourteen, fifteen, I got really into shoes, as I know you guys are. Got really into shoes. Oh, you gotta
0: tell you gotta tell the story, bro.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was when I was sixteen. This is really when the first kind of entrepreneurial thing happened in my life. Is Black Friday, and I was sixteen, and I had like twelve hundred dollars in my bank account. My my grandpa, Damn. he's always been all it. out, bro. <laughs> I had like twenty dollars. Four figs, bro. <laughs> bro, I was working, <laughs> man. I was grinding. Was a
1: self-made thousandaire.
3: had <laughs> yeah. a hey, job. Four pigs. But um, my grandpa, he, he's an entrepreneur. He's owned restaurants. So he kind of, no, 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 oh. different one, different one, two separate grandpas, one pastor family, the other one family and wealth kind of entrepreneurial route. So I, I went to him, I said, Hey, I got $1,200. I want to go buy all these ultra boosts um, on this black Friday sale. And will you give me some extra seed money to, to like invest in me? And he goes, yeah, I'll give you 300 bucks. He said, if you pay me back in a month, I won't charge you any interest. So I was like, all right, I got a month to flip these and give him $300 back, which I saw that as, you know, that's butter and get him $300 back for <laughs> sure. So it was Wednesday before Black Friday and I go up about a 30 minute drive to this outlet, outlet mall. And I actually talked the guy into selling me the Black Friday deal on that Wednesday. So I didn't <laughs> have to deal with the crowd or anything. So I spent all $1,500 just as many ultra boosts as possible, emptied out the bank account, emptied the, my grandpa's 300. I drive back and immediately flip like four pairs and then take that money and go right back up <laughs> and get more pairs. And so I come back and, and fast forward that story. I end up $2,000 in my bank account, paid my grandpa back within like the first week and I gave three pairs as Christmas gifts to people in my family. Damn. So that, that was kind of where entrepreneurship for me started. I, I had a uh, sneaker page on Instagram still up no today. No way. Yeah, I got it, I don't know, like close to like a 1,000 followers. And it was before I even knew what social proof or testimonials or yeah. any of that was. Yeah. But there was this thing called Legit Check. Yeah, yeah, legit checks, yeah, bro. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh that, st- that still happens That's in still the sneaker community. I'm, I, I got My out brother of it. Jack does
0: the same thing, legit check. And then all these guys are like, legit, legit. Worked with them legit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: it's
3: like a social proof thread. Totally. <laughs> I was just looking back through it the other day. I was like, man, I was gathering that SP. I'm like <laughs> 16, I had no idea what I was yeah. doing. I was just legit, legit checked, check, I had a ton of comments. This dude's legit. I was dealing, bro. So That's kind of where it all started. That's awesome.
1: But you were... I, I'd say you're 14, 15, so you're just getting into high school. And you're only 20 now, and you've been you know, running this business for a couple of years. So you didn't go to college. Was it something where by the end of high school, you kind of had your path figured out? Or like, as you're ending high school, where are you at in life?
3: Yeah, so baseball was everything to me. Okay. Uh, college baseball was my dream, man. I had been working at it since I was 11, since my yeah. brother got me in the gym.
2: Dude, I sucked
3: at baseball. <laughs> but, um. Uh, <laughs> So I've been working at it in college baseball. Like I said, it, it was everything. That's just what I wanted to do. But COVID, I graduated 2020. So uh, my senior year of baseball, COVID just canceled. Entire season canceled. That's crazy. So you were in
0: high school during COVID. Yeah. You're it's young, so bro. recent, dude. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's crazy. crazy. See, so, so, I feel old now, bro. Yeah, I know. I was like middle of college. You were one of the guys that had like the high school prom canceled. And it was like a huge yeah, yeah, yeah. deal. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't care about that, but
3: yeah. <laughs>
2: Were you thinking about playing? Like, was there an opportunity to play college baseball?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had opportunity to play um, Division three, some Division two, but for me it was like Division one or bust in my mind. Like it was like all or nothing. And so once the season got canceled, I don't even know why. Again, I'll credit this to God, but I just had a sense of peace with just stepping away from it. I went went to my coach and I was just like, yeah, that's it. That's it for me. We had like a, a meeting or whatever with every player, and I was like, yeah, that's that's just it. I'm done. He was like, wow, he's like, I hate this for you because he's like, you're such a such a good player. He's like, you definitely could have went on to the next level. But for me, I I just was ready to move on. And so that that left me with, uh, you know, college or or failure in a lot of people's minds. Um, Definitely my parents minds, college or failure. And I chose failure, (laughs) (laughs) chose failure. Um, I moved two hours north of my hometown in with my brother. We got an apartment together and I started working at a call center. Um, just 10 hours of calls every day, five, six days a week, 10, 12 hours. And I was talking to truck drivers across the country that were delivering, you know, I mean, coffee, apples, groceries, (laughs) like whatever. Those guys are fun to talk to. Yeah. (laughs) And at the time, you know, I didn't realize it, but I was refining this communication skill, this, this ability to communicate, man. Like if you can call a guy across the country who, you know, it's Thanksgiving and, the the warehouse just shut down and he's just going to have to sit in his truck for four days and not be able to go see his family and calm him down off the ledge. Like you can absolutely speak to anyone. So I was developing this skill of communication, but, but obviously I still had no clear like, like path of where I wanted to go. I just didn't choose college. My parents didn't approve. So I just got away, moved up. And I joined this, this gym um, called Iron Valley Barbell. Mm. Um, Zach Hummel, um, owner of that gym. And he became a mentor to me, and, and I, I hired him for a consultation call. So he put out a tweet, like, consultation call, 200 bucks an hour. So I texted him because we had been lifting together, going to church together. We just had a community in the gym. So I texted him, and I was like, hey, I'm in, 200 bucks. Like, cool. And he's like, all right, let's just meet together. So I paid him the 200 bucks, and we sat down. And he's like, well, you know, what are you passionate about in life? And I said, fitness. That was all I really had. You know, all I had throughout that whole process from from 11 to, at the time, 18, all I had was training. And I was training hard. So I just said fitness. And he said, all right, you want an internship, quote, unquote. Essentially, that just meant scrub the toilets and, and, <laughs> and put, put in your hours. Um, so, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I want an inter- internship. So I started scrubbing toilets, um, working my way up there. Like actually, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, scrubbing what? the toilets and cleaning the uh, the equipment in the gym. Yeah, uh, that was me me paying my dues, I guess.
1: And for those of you who don't know who Zach is, it Homel or humo? Hummel? Okay, um, yeah, guy's an absolute savage. Like he's always running Ironmans. Matt is also savage. I saw a video of you the other week throwing up, two seventy five on the bench for ten. <laughs> Very easily. Dude,
0: I was telling him how I benched 225 once and he's like, dude, I did that when I was twelve. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like all right, bro. <laughs> like, that's, psycho. Just, that's psycho. That's <laughs>
1: psycho. But uh when you paid him, you know, that two hundred dollars, you're working at a call center, so it probably is a decent amount of money for you. Is the idea like, hey, I want to I want to beat him. Like, I want to be the next Zach and start my own gym, and that's the path I want to see? Or were you going into the consultation, like, completely open-minded? Like, I don't know. Let's just see what this guy
3: says. Completely open. Okay. I had no idea. I just knew he was successful. In my yeah. Ex. So, and he actually is one Saturday we were working out, and we had our consultation for schedule for Monday, and he goes, well, what do you want to talk about? And I was like, I have no idea what I want to do with my life. And he goes, oh, I got you. And I was just like, all right, whatever. Like, <laughs> we'll see. So... Yeah, I was just completely open to, to legitimately whatever, and I think that this is a good lesson for for all young people out there, like, you know, Gary V. harps on this all the time, like, you have time, like, I had the, the decision of college or failure at 18, and, and so many people, if I didn't have the support of my brother, I totally would have just went to college, delegated responsibility elsewhere, done the four-year party thing, and came out with a degree in, in debt that I didn't even want to use, um, so thank God for my brother, but it's like, you don't have to have it figured out. Like, go grind, go find a skill set that you want to develop and, and go take it on. That's exactly what I did with training.
0: Yeah. So you were 18 when you had that conversation with Zach? Yeah. And so, like, for our audience out there, a lot of them are new into the entrepreneurship space. And I feel like a lot of young guys in general relate to just not knowing what they want to do with their life like they don't know what they're passionate about they don't know what they truly value so like walk us through that conversation with Zach and how did he help you to get clarity on where you were going with your life
3: yeah so he just right when I sat down what are you passionate about and immediately just fitness this is what ripped and it was a perfect guy he owns a gym he trains people online trains people in person competes in you know strength strength competitions all over the world so legitimately God was working to place me in that community with the perfect mentor that I needed at the time, but it's one of those things where I was still taking action, you know, like, like God will work if you do. I truly believe that, so I was still taking action trying to find my path, and he just goes, what are you passionate about? And then from there, he just started rolling. We had a, a whiteboard completely filled out with how I was going to go about getting into Twitter, because he was big on Twitter, getting into, you know, a newsletter, getting into training, being able to train at his gym, like he he just started going. So it, it was just the, the perfect guy to, to fall into at that time. Hell yeah, that's awesome. So I feel like a
1: lot of people when they're graduating college, or just finishing up education in general, they kind of go through a bit of an identity crisis, because you're kind of on autopilot, like you're following and walking in the same path as everybody else. But then when you're done, you're like, Oh, shit, I need a figure out what i need to do in my life now it's kind of like shit or get off the pot time so after high school you're working at the call center how did you how did you get through those 10-hour days just calling people was it something where you're just relying on god were you going through your own identity crisis like what was the mindset there
3: yeah um i was definitely uh once i lost baseball baseball was my identity entirely once i lost that there was definitely ed my bro you know his
0: story like yeah, in yeah, L.A.? Yeah, yeah. Baseball absolutely. was everything for yeah, him. Yeah, I love that. And he lost it. He didn't know was crazies. Sorry to interrupt.
3: Bro. No, you're good. But, yeah, I, I lost my identity once I lost baseball. But I, I, I wish I could say, you know, like I had some sort of like, I don't know, like a missed feeling or, or I don't know. It's just like I just kept taking the next step like I, I stopped looking so far ahead and I just started just focusing on the next step. And, and thank God for the community I had around me. Community is everything. And that's why I'm building the community because I, I, it saved my life. I truly believe that. But it's like, I, I just focused on the next step and, and looking back now, it was like, wow, like I had no idea what I was doing, but I just kept doing. And it just it just kept working out every step of the way. I scaled back the call center hours, went to part-time once I picked up the gym internship. So I was working there three, four days a week. And then this is a crazy story how I picked up my first first client, first training client in person. Boston. No, no, no. That's an online client. This is, this is in person. That's the only, yeah, okay. So this lady, she calls the gym and no one answers the gym phone. Like this is garage gym for those that don't know. Like just rough around the edges, garage gym. Like, like no one answers the phone. There's no systems. There's no no nobody's answering the phone. No ops. And no ops at Zero all. Zero ops. No <laughs> ops. And so. I'm just, like, cleaning the bathroom, whatever. I hear the phone ring. I just, hmm, let me go answer the phone. Some lady calling, and she's like, hey, I'm coming in. You know, I want to tour the gym and, and potentially hire a trainer. I was like, okay, great. I'll be here. Cool. So she's in route. Um, I hang up the phone, and I'm, like, freaking out. You know, I, I'm tweaking. I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be my first client. Like, like, here we go. So I call my brother. I'm like, hey, dude, how much should I charge this lady? I'm like, I have no idea like he goes well what do you think about 30 dollars a session i'm like all right great so she comes in and i'm just hiding from the sale hiding from it bro like, <laughs> she's got total frame <laughs> she's got total frame i'm hiding from the sale and i'm walking her through like the contract just to get a membership i'm showing her around the gym and then it kind of comes down to the the part where i, I can't hide from the sale anymore <laughs> and she's like yeah so how about training and i'm like yeah 50 dollars a session <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> I did nowhere, out of nowhere. We agreed on 30, me and my brother, and for some reason I just ripped 50. She goes, that's it? Yeah. I was like, yep. Oh, hell yeah, like here yeah. we go. So she closes on three sessions a week, mm. 600 bucks a month, dude. I am ecstatic, I'm ecstatic. Like I went from, Joey always makes the reference, my roommate, he always makes the reference of counting deodorant swipes with how broke you are. Like I was that, <laughs> I was that broke. And so six hundred dollars a month, I'm like, oh yeah, this is it, this is it. But but at the time, like like looking back again, just some random lady, middle aged woman, just calls the gym. Like the coincidence is just unreal to, to not chalk it up to God, in my opinion. So that that's how I got the first in person, this big B on my leg is the first online. Yeah,
0: I want to tell that story, dude.
3: Dude, I'll tell the story because <clears throat> so. it's not. Not having anything to do with you being a Red, a Red Sox, Sox fan, fan right Not yeah. a Red Sox fan massive <laughs> massive B on my leg dude it's a great conversation starter though cuz they're like you must be a massive Red Sox fan I'm like nope <laughs> nope they're like oh your name they always go to your name start with a B I'm like nope <laughs> no nope, not that one um, like so are you just a psycho, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. Are, are you a bluff? It's font thirty nine. It's, it's yeah. just font thirty nine, bro. Like, yeah. Guy show me some bees. I said I'll take font thirty <laughs> nine. Like, had no idea. Just give me a letter. <laughs> take a letter. So it's uh, this is twenty twenty one. Um, I probably have like a thousand followers on Twitter Around the time somewhere around there, and I just put out a tweet like I'm trying to just make money online. You know, I see a bunch of people making this internet money, and I'm like, you know what? I got to get in on this. Like, I need to taste of this internet money. So I put it out a tweet and I'm like, I will make you a custom training program. Just shoot me a DM. And I have this guy, his name is Joe. Shout out Joe. He's the man, but he uh, shoots me a DM and he's like, Hey, how much for a program I'm in? And I'm like 50 bucks, but like asking him a bunch of questions in the DMs. Mm. So he's telling me all this stuff about him, about himself. And I'm like, you know what? I think you'd be better with some one-on-one coaching. Like, $50 program ain't gonna serve you, bro. Like, how about a one on one coaching? He's like, sure. How much is that? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Uh, 200 bucks a month. Text that back. He's like, all right, sure, let's do it. <laughs> so now I got nothing in play. Like, I got no system for how I'm gonna serve this guy. I just got the knowledge in my head and get a tattoo and then figure it out. <laughs> so-, <laughs> so I got no system for how I'm gonna serve this guy. Just Just a passion to serve him. So I set him up on a Google Doc and I just start ripping his his training program on this Google Doc I shared it over to him. I'm like, "All right, here's the Google Doc. We'll get on a call whenever you need to. Just let me know. We'll jump on." So he starts working out. Things are going great. And probably 6 months later, he's like, "Hey, why don't you fly up here?" And to Boston, he lives in Boston. He's like, "Why don't you fly up here and let's let's hang out, you know, train for a week, do some some ice baths, some things like that, do some hard shit, eat some steaks, like." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm in." So I booked a flight. This is August of 2021. I booked a flight. I go up, train, hang, and he surprises me with uh, Red Sox Yankees tickets. I'm a big baseball guy, yeah. as you guys yeah. know. So Fenway, um, it's like right before the postseason, so the, the energy was just absolutely electric. And, and Fenway, I mean, if anybody knows baseball, you know Fenway. Yeah. So we go to this game. It's just electric, electric trip. The whole trip was awesome. First time I got to work with a client in that setting, you know, like that, flying out. Um, just amazing, like confidence boost, identity boost. Like I'm an entrepreneur now, you know. So, on that trip, we are walking around Boston, and I'm like, "Why don't we get tattoos? Like, let's <laughs> let's get matching tattoos." And he's like, "No, no, that's just not for me, not for me." And I'm like, "All right, I'll get one." So I'm like, "Why not the Boston, the Boston Bee?" So I go sit down in this tattoo shop, and they're like, "Yeah, it's gonna be a while." So it doesn't work out. I, I end up leaving, fly back. And then probably six months later, fast forward to March of 2022, this is when I'm able to quit the call center, leave the gym and go all in online. So six months later after that. So I'm going all in. Um, so I quit my job on a Thursday. Friday, I turn around and get this big B tatted on my leg um, just to represent gaining that, that online client, that first one. Like, I can't go back now. Like, like, what's this story gonna be if I fail? So it's just like all in just massive B. I went in and he even printed out like a small B. He's like, how's this look? I was like, no way bigger, bro. (laughs) He prints out this big one. I'm like, yup, let's do it. So just that, I mean, that's the story of the B. Did it hurt? No. Really? No, I already have two. So I knew what to expect. Damn. That's crazy. That's a ballsy move. We were talking about it yesterday.
1: I was like, you have a B on your leg, just to signify that you're going all in on your own business. Like, you can't go work at the sonic now if you were to work like a normie job from here on out people would be like dude what's with the tattoo and you "Oof. Oh, yeah oh, big sigh big yeah. sigh." so no i respect sucks, that man. man it's awesome
0: it's cool man because i feel like a lot of guys that get into entrepreneurship and even in faith there was a devotional that i was reading like two weeks ago where it's like a lot of people go into expecting some huge revelation and some like massive turning point to happen in their mm-hmm. lives but that's never really the case it's more of the day-to-day grind and there's also a quote that I have above uh, my work desk back at the office, my bedroom, really, the office sounds way cooler saying that. Um, <laughs> but it says live in the day, measure by the decade. Mm. And that, it sounds like that's really what your success formula was, was show up every single day, put in the work. And it just kind of led to where you're at now, right, with being able to make the transition from the call center, being able to go all in on what you want to do in entrepreneurship and I think that's just really cool to, to hear because, again, a lot of people are waiting for that big moment, um, and that might delay the action that they can be taking every single day. And so maybe talk about how you're able to stay energized, committed, um, curious throughout you know the two or three years that you had to go through without being on your own in entrepreneurship.
3: Yeah, so... Again, when my parents got divorced and I was 11, my brother, he turned to self-development. He really got into motivational speakers like uh, Eric Thomas, Inky Johnson. Um, yeah. and, and there was one um, speech from Eric Thomas that just, we would play all the time. In the gym, in the headphones, all the time. I still go back to it occasionally today, but he just said, you will not be successful until I don't have to give you a dime to do what you do. And for me, that is, is what keeps me going today, ultimately, is because like, You didn't have to give me a dime back then. Like, when I was first starting out, 18-hour days of waking up, training a client at 6 a.m., training myself, and then going ripping 10 hours at the call center, like, making no money, just broke. Like, you didn't have to give me a dime. So now, my day-to-day is easy. How I got through it before, I think just God. (laughs) Ultimately, man, like, it may sound corny, may sound cheesy to people, but, but, um, I I just had a passion to serve. Like I I had a passion and conviction to serve. And and I will say I carried this chip on my shoulder for everyone who doubted me. Like I'm a big uh, fan of Andy Frisella and he's always got this this phrase of 100-0. It's actually the the lock screen on my phone, just 100 to zero. Like this competition just chip on my shoulder. Like I'll just demolish everyone, run up the score. So everyone who doubted me with, with not going to college, you know, I got both my parents literally looked me dead in the face and said, you're not going to be successful if you don't go to college. And, and everyone in my hometown, you know, I came from a small town. You guys get it. Like everybody knows everything. So if you make that choice, like it it spreads fast. So I just got a ton of negative feedback from that decision, a ton of doubt, a ton of haters, if you will. So it's kind of like just a, a fuck the haters mentality. Um, and I had somebody who was doing it in Zach. Like I had somebody who was doing it. So I knew it was possible. Like I saw the path in this way. I was so fortunate to, to get in that, that space with Zach. But like if somebody doesn't have somebody around them that's doing it, like I highly recommend. Again, I know everybody says that. Like, go find somebody who's doing it and learn from them. Like, but it's true. Like go find somebody who's doing it because you will have this, like, like right now in entrepreneurship, if you don't see anybody who's doing it, yeah, you see the guys online, but it's just not the same. You need to go see how they live their life if you can. And again, I, I classic story of scrubbing the toilets just to get around somebody, like, exactly what I did. Um, but it, it'll knock down so many barriers and so many limiting beliefs when you can just get around somebody who is doing it.
1: 100%. It just makes you realize that it's possible. Because beforehand, like, my view of entrepreneurship, even though we had entrepreneurs in our family, was just, like, you apply for, like, a Teal Fellowship, right? or it's you like, have what's this the big, big idea. idea yeah you write the business plan you apply for funding and then you get around people mm. who are like a little closer to you know not necessarily a billion dollar company but somewhere in between and more folks in your space you're like oh okay these people are just like me they just kept taking that next step and the next step and the next one so no i really like that and then another thing that i just want to commend you for because i went through like a super similar situation with football like that was kind of my whole identity but i was like D1 or bust, I had like a couple preferred walk-ons, but mainly like D2, D3 were the ones that really wanted me. Uh, and I didn't have the courage to go straight into entrepreneurship. I went to college to kind of like buy myself time. I knew I wanted to do entrepreneurship. But what you said, like, really like struck a chord with me about being in a small town everybody knows. I know that if I was in a small town or like in my small town, if I didn't go to college, everybody would have been like, what the fuck? Like, what's wrong with Dan? Like, what's he doing? So totally. did you hear that? Did that get to you? in that, in that phase of your life? Or did you just block it out? Like, how'd that work?
3: Yeah. So I definitely lost a lot of people. Like, yeah. I, I don't have any, like you guys had these, these tight relationships. I feel like from, from years, um, I, I, lost like all my high school relationships except ultimately for one or two people. But yeah, it, it definitely was getting to me. Uh, but again, I got immersed in this community in Iron Valley Barbell that was, you know, Zach, my brother and, and all these other strong, strong leaders that were just coming into the gym um and I started networking on Twitter with other guys. And we had guys flying in to train at our gym and, and do one-on-ones with Zach, retreats, whatever. So we had guys flying in all the time. So I was able to just block it out because of the, the environment that I had placed myself in or, yeah. or got fortunate enough to be placed in. Um, but I don't think if I would have just got out of my hometown, I, I think I would have been sucked right back in. I think I would have ultimately ended up going to college. So just getting out of there, getting out of that environment, game changer. I I highly recommend if anybody's still in their hometown struggling, trying to start a business, I get it. Like you got bills to pay. Maybe you're living with your parents or or living with somebody. I did it. Um, It's like, just get out, get out, get a new environment. It's a fresh start. It's new energy. It's a new identity, new beliefs. Um, So. So, yeah, I really think the community that I was around saved it for me. dude. That's so
1: funny, because I went to Miami. For a couple of reasons. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. There's, there's, yeah. there were some nice things about that school. Like cool. what, bro? <sighs> Stay hard. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that because I knew if I stayed in my hometown, everybody would be like, yo, why aren't you playing football? Like what's yeah. what's wrong with you? And I actually didn't move back. There were some like financial aid issues until we had already had plans to start a company. And it was like in the works pretty much. So I relate to that a lot. And I, I think a lot of people are probably sitting there like, If I am 18, 19, I probably don't have the option to move away from that making money. You had your brother. So you were lucky for that. Totally. But Twitter and just finding a community online that's accessible to everybody. So I know that you had guidance from Zach, but what did like the early days on Twitter look like for you? How did you like shape what your brand was supposed to be? And like, just walk us through that experience.
3: Dude, just, just raw. Nothing. I didn't have any plan of how to tweet, who to tweet at. You know, I, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just in an environment where I was lifting heavy shit and posting about it. And that oh, tell, tell them why you're comfortable posting videos. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I st- started a, uh, well, two two reasons. Um, I started a vlog uh, when I was 17, posted five videos. Man, I wish I would have stuck with that. Um, be three years in right now, it'd be crazy. But that fell off. Um, but I would just practice for hours on introing videos, like just in my room. Just And I think that was one thing that helped me You know get over what my hometown thought about me because I posted five videos while I was still in high school dude I got so much crap yeah for posting these shitty YouTube videos like of me doing workouts slunking raw eggs I was (laughs) totally slunking the raw eggs I was an OG to that like come on but um but yeah so I just was practicing for hours you know like when you're trying to record a video and you just keep repeating and it just stacks up in your camera roll like, that was my entire camera roll of just, like, 20, 30 videos of just, hey, what's going on, guys? Like, welcome back to another YouTube video. Like, today we're going to be slunking eggs and lifting heavy shit. All right, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> so just practice, 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 going back, deleting them all, not good enough. Going back, deleting them all, just not good enough. And so that, and then another reason is when I had this call center job, like, the only way I stayed positive in that job was seriously through music, like. It's crazy how much music has affected my life. But I was driving to the job and I would always be just jamming out to whatever. I, I like sad music. Joey hates on me for it, but I like sad music. You know, NF, nice. Post Malone, no. like, like that kind of Yeah, yeah, country. Yeah,
2: yeah, totally. So you guys should run to Morgan Wallen tonight. We're thinking we, about it. We've right actually done concert. zero music up to this
1: point. We're just. We
2: haven't had headphones in or nothing. Silence. You can probably hear him from outside the amphitheater if you get oh, close oh dude
0: up. we should run over there that'd be
3: pretty lit probably 10, 10 miles away dude yeah. what else we got to do <laughs> yeah. just running so
1: we'll bring lawn chairs and just like camp after four
3: <laughs> yeah yeah but um so i would record myself singing on the way to this job every day instagram story every day and i got it from my brother he would do the same thing so i was just following following leadership and yeah i would just record myself singing post it up I was trying to pick up girls, obviously, I won't lie. Um, Every single day, new singing video. And (laughs) that got me over just what anyone thinks about my videos, dude. Dude, And that's
1: that's what I wanted to get at is when you're speaking on video, reality is regardless of how many people in your hometown were talking shit, nobody cares that much about you, right? It's like everybody's sucked into their own little world. So if you can get over what you think about yourself... Because most of the time, like you're just projecting. Right. And you kind of like think you're cringier than anybody else does. Right? right. That's like the first step. And it just makes everything so much easier. So once you get comfortable speaking on video, it's just like a superpower because you just defeated your biggest critic, which is usually yourself.
3: Absolutely. And and I love what you said about projecting like to everyone who is hating on you. They are simply just projecting their insecurities of of a stagnant life that they live. Like If they're hating on you for for making moves in entrepreneurship or for posting content or whatever you're doing, if they're hating, it's it's all a projection of their insecurity. Like, people just don't want to see you do better than them. It's not that they don't want to see you do good. I found that. It's like, I want to see you do good, just not better than me. So when you start taking action, you start making these money moves, it's like people are just going to start projecting like crazy. And, And once you can understand that, it's like they're just projecting their insecurities. It's not going to happen. AndreHakelJr.com.
2: Uh, <laughs> what? Scammer cock
3: Village. Yeah. What did it Total say? Village, idiot. <laughs> village <laughs> idiot. Village <laughs> idiot.
1: Village <laughs> idiot. That, Yo, that guy is a so weirdo. Funny. Just to give the, the audience some context, there's this guy who's squatting on all of our IP and trying to extort us.
0: Yeah. So if you go to AndreHakel.com. <laughs> it's been fun. No, AndreHakelJr.com. It's... That's not... Just me. don't go. Just don't go there. <laughs> <Just> don't <laughs> Save go. your time. I'm in the process of changing my name completely. So I'm a scammer where should I, Actually, what should I change my name to? What? Like, I'm going to legally changed my name so I could get Andre Andre uh, what do you say? Andre Haeckel Jr. Maybe I'll just DeAndre. do Andre Haeckel the second. That'd be way cooler. Actually. DeAndre Hakel. Oh
1: dude just take your f- middle name as your first name. Barbar Hakel? Barbar Haeckel. <laughs> that goes That's, pretty, that goes <laughs>
2: That's your middle hard. name? Barbar yeah. Wow. Just be DeAndre. He's got six
1: brothers and all of them have that same middle name. Yeah. Barbar. Yeah. Dude
0: your big family crazy. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. Dude, what I want to talk more about, though, with you um, is, like, your faith, right? So I think that's why we got really connected is because I felt like your conviction is so strong. Mm-hmm. You've mentioned God, like, multiple times throughout this episode. And I feel like listening to interviews or even, like, athletes after a big win or an achievement, they always credit to God. And a lot of people kind of are like, yeah, that's cool. And they write it off as, like, not a big deal. But, like, I guess— what does that actually mean to you for the audience listening? Like, I feel like there's an opportunity to go deeper into what faith and and religion and and God actually is because I feel like in the general media, it's really surface level.
3: Yeah. So I, I think the best way to explain it for me is just like this phrase that I always say of just God is working. Like just God is working. And again, it goes back to my story. Like just the people that have been placed in my life and the things that have happened, it's just, it's too undeniable to not acknowledge God's presence in all of those moments for me. Like the, you know, having a brother who just led me so incredibly well and still does and having, getting dropped off into that community under Zach, just the perfect guy that I needed to mentor me, like to to finding Joey, Joey just DMing me randomly one day you know, on Twitter, now we're best friends, we live together down here in Florida. He was from Cleveland, I was from Indiana. Um, just like so many people and so many things have happened that are just so supernatural that I just couldn't keep denying God's presence in my life. So that's that's really how faith kind of started for me. Aside from, again, this community in Indy, they were going to church, um, I was going to church with them. I wasn't getting much from it though, I was just there to check a box. You know, I knew I needed to be going to church, I knew I needed to be doing those things. Um, and I wasn't getting much from it, but this is this is the the story that really changed everything for me. And I've already started writing this book. Um, the six other days of the week is the title. So it was one day, my my brother, he um, we were talking, and he just goes, "Why do people wear their Sunday best to church?" And I was like, "I don't know. Like they just want to show up looking good for God, you know, at church. Like, what do you mean? Like, what's it to you?" And he's like, "Well, God sees you the six other days of the week." And I was like, "Hmm." Because for me, in faith, I, I viewed it as a barrier to entry, right? Like, I got to be somebody before I can have faith. I got to be somebody before I can say I'm a Christian. Like, I, I can't be taking these, these sinful actions and have a relationship with God, right? Like, it, it clearly says in the Bible, you just can't do that. And, and I was so far from the truth. Um, I just, I had this big barrier to entry. I'm like, I don't pray. I'm not into the Bible. I just check the box at church. Like, who am I to say, to say I'm faithful and have a relationship with God? But when he said, God is with you the six other days of the week, just something, something clicked for me. Just God is, is in everything. God is in all. And so I started taking that into my call center job. Had the call center job at the time. I was like, well, if God is in everything, that means he's in this podcast right now. You know, that means he's in my interaction when I step into to work and I, and I can just make somebody smile. Like relationships is, is everything to me. So it's was like, that was my avenue to grow my relationship with God by just spreading that light. So I started praying as I walked into to my, my job, just God, get me out of this job, number one. <laughs> like, I really want to be an entrepreneur. Are you hearing this? All right, cool. Um, and then number two, like God, just allow me to be a beacon of your light inside of here. So I stepped in there and, and ever since I started praying that prayer, man, my relationships inside of there just started going way deeper. Um, and and I I legitimately walked in like like LeBron into the Staples Center Crypto Center whatever it is now Christian's favorite athlete yeah LeBron James the goat the goat yes sir, yes, sir. Hey, for that uh, powder in there <laughs> Christian's about to walk out but um <laughs> the Warriors
2: just emptied the powder thing at the arena I saw that that was, that was funny
3: oh really yeah, yeah he, he tried, he tried was to do it, it on his hand he was like what the <laughs> is nothing coming out he still does that before games yeah yeah I didn't know that. So, so, I just started walking in there and just like complimenting everyone. It's like, hey, man, you look great today. Like, dude, nice fade. Like, man, you've been working out. Like, how's the family? Like, just relationship development, just spreading light like crazy. You didn't tell me you like my fade, bro. Bro, your fade is clean, man. It's always been clean. I thought you just knew.
2: No, I that's so that. important. Just randomly complimenting people, like, you don't know how much of an impact that has on someone. Yeah.
1: Especially at like a traditional office with cubicles and it's a call center and everybody's depressed like that. That makes a giant difference in those just people's lives. You made Ed's day, man. Totally. totally.
2: I haven't been cold handsome in five years. Thank you, bro. Like like my wife Judy, Judy's been handsome. on
1: a diet for three days, and you're the only one that noticed. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Judy she got, got her hair done. <laughs> <laughs> totally, and like you said, like I realize I hate this job. No one likes this job. Yeah. No one wants to be here except for the CEO who's right stacks. Like no one else wants to be here. Like, I don't even think he wanted to be there. But so I was like, okay, I can be this light for these other people. Like, yeah, I could sit here and suffer in misery with them, or I could try to bring them up. And that's exactly what started happening. You know, I was just spreading light, spreading love. Um, And I wish I could say just, I started developing this crazy relationship with God just so fast. I definitely didn't. Uh, But I started seeing how he was working. Started seeing the opportunities. It's like, oh, I'm really developing a communication skill at this job.
0: Mm.
3: Now I'm developing, you know, how to, you know, go deeper with relationships at this job, like asking people these deep questions. And, you know, I, I truly believe that's, that's my unique skill and gift. And I think that's why I'm so good at, at, at harboring community is because of just the depth that I can take relationships simply from a call center job that I thought was a waste of my life. Now, looking back, I understand that was the biggest thing that that I ever could have done was go work at a call center. It was the best thing I could have done was develop that skill of communication and and relationship development. Yeah, it's
0: awesome, dude. One of the questions that I have always wanted to ask you is like relationships in general, whether it be um, with girls or with family members or with employees, team members, clients, students, like what would your pieces of advice be to go deeper and to build those deeper than the surface level? Because I feel like it's, hard for most people to to build meaningful relationships with those people in their lives
3: yeah i think number one love as as cheesy as that sounds love and the number two vulnerability and when i say love like love creates a sense of security in a relationship like you said when you just drop that compliment and somebody smiles you're different there's a sense of security in that relationship and then when there's security that that vulnerability can step in but but back to love like like just giving somebody a hug like, just walk up, give you a hug. Like, I love you, bro. Like, genuinely meaning that. And, and that's something I experienced so well in that community in Indy. Like, there was a genuine connection. Like, we hugged each other tight, like, intentionally. And so we, we were intentional with how we communicated. Like, I, I love you. Like, I, I truly love you. Like, thank you for being in my life. And that's something that I've seen so well with Joey and I. You know, we lived together. And just like, you know, the, the roommates in the marriage, if you will, like, we were intentional about avoiding that in our, in our friendship. It's like, we don't just want to be roommates in this friendship. Like, so, you know, one of us will cook. One of us will do the dishes. But it's like, hey, thank you for doing the dishes. Like, I truly appreciate that. Like, just, just taking that extra second. Take to, notes, to, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, like, I was at
1: your guys' place. Literally like, the, you're literally the same as me. No, <laughs> Eesh. Yeah, yeah. Also, can I comment on that? Like, yeah, that's yeah. just unheard of coming from New York like if you ask somebody like do you love me a bit why the fuck you asking like it's just (laughs) like yeah it's 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 very different uh makes sense though why it's like it's obviously going to build stronger relationships it's just coming from the northeast that's not something that people do ever
3: i think it's just an ego thing yeah it, it definitely is like oh i don't need to be loved like i'm good i take care of myself like i'm good like no we all need to hear it like Christian clearly wants to hear that his fate looks good today. (laughs) But we all want those
2: self-satisfaction, man,
3: please. Yeah, like we we all want those compliments. Like you want the affirmation. Like it's a human nature, human like it's a human need. Need, desire. So like if you can start just just something so simple as a hug. I love you. You look good, bro. Like, dang, dude. Like, thank you for doing that. Like, that'll create that safe, secure space. And then this is where the real work starts to happen. Vulnerability. Like Uh, we've experienced this so much. You know, we, we went to Nashville on that retreat, the DK retreat, shout out to those guys for putting that on. Um, And just 12 guys in a room, just getting extremely vulnerable, deepest fears, biggest struggles. Like if you go through vulnerability and struggle with somebody else, I mean, look at this with the Goggins four by four by 48. This is vulnerable. We're getting out there. We're running. We're not sleeping and we're, (laughs) we're running 48 miles. Like we're getting vulnerable with each other. And this is going to build that relationship for us. So Vulnerability and with vulnerability, understanding that leaders go first. Leaders go first in everything. Like, don't expect to have a deep relationship if you're not willing to sacrifice yourself, put yourself on the line of, like, hey, man, I'm really struggling with this. Like, so many people think they're going to develop their relationships by being like this strong, like, symbol in the relationship. Like, I got you. It's like, yeah, you need to be that at times, but you got to have discernment. When do I need to be vulnerable? When do I need to be strong? if you can play that game and go back and forth and it's going to be uncomfortable. Like it's going to be hard conversations. If, if all you and your boys talk about is, is girls in the games, like, yeah, it's, it's going to be hard to do. Like genuinely, it's going to be hard to sit down and say, Hey, this is what I'm struggling with in my life. Something deeper is going on. I'm genuinely struggling. It's going to be uncomfortable, but I think if you have enough respect and love there, which, which I know you guys do here, it's like, you're going to receive it well, and then they're going to come back with something that they're struggling with every single time. You guys are connected, and it's just going to keep getting easier and easier and easier.
1: Whew. Deep, man. That's like a episode of Billions where Chuck at, tells uh, – he's talking to like one of his people that he's mentoring. But he's like, actually, the strongest way to build a relationship mm. is to ask somebody for a favor that you know that they can fulfill on. Because mm. people want to feel like that – that like sense of accomplishment that they're serving you. Yeah. That they did a good thing, which is very counterintuitive, mm. but. Chuck Rhodes. Chuck Rhodes. Interesting guy. Slimy guy, but great character. You guys want to talk about the challenge?
2: Hey, how's it going? I want to ask some questions because yeah. I'm not doing it. So how? what's the biggest struggle so far? Physical injury? Dude, for me, I Fatigue? think it's the
0: time in between each run. Yeah. Mm. Like, I, I don't
2: like Are you anxious around. looking forward to the next one?
0: Yeah, like, yeah. I I, Well, I'd rather get it done faster, I think. So the challenge, for those of you that don't know, it's four miles every four hours. So typically at this point for us, we're averaging like 40 to 50 minutes um, for each leg of the four miles. So we're waiting around for like three hours to do the next one. And like you sit down, you get some sleep. Like, I don't know if that's the best practice for like muscle recovery. Like I feel sore when I get up from three hours of rest more than I do after the run. That's the hardest thing for me so far.
1: Yeah. It's definitely just like that soreness stacking up on you because yesterday we worked, we walked like close to 30,000 steps. Today we'll do probably close to 60. So it's like if you've ever walked 20, 30,000 steps, like your feet are sore, your knees are sore, your lower back's probably a little sore. It just all stacks up. But usually you just recover the next day, right? It's like that. (laughs) And then the next day is twice as hard. And then the following day is as hard as it was two days ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just like the continuation and just like giving your joints and your muscles absolutely no break. More of a mental thing, though, because I think right now it's just kind of like general fatigue from no sleep and joint soreness. It's not like it's tough to make the time, right? You could walk the whole thing
3: if you want. Totally. Yeah, I think for me, just that, that joint soreness, the aches and like the, the time, right? So it's like, okay, when we're done do we try to just get right to sleep and sleep or are we trying to eat and like refuel? Like, yeah, like, just balancing that. Um, we don't have any strategy. We didn't train for this. So <laughs> yeah. I'd like to just preface with that. Like, we've been runs. doing
1: good with the nutrition. I feel like though, we've been all slamming salt. Yeah. Coconut, we've been doing water. Great.
3: We got the liquid IV in the cup over here, purple drink, but it's, uh, it's been a ton of fun, I think. Um, but yeah, the joint joint soreness has definitely been the hardest part. Yeah. We got, uh, obviously nobody here is smoking
1: a cigar today <laughs> wanted christian to do one for the brand but uh it wasn't feeling it either not, feeling it.
3: not the real stick talk
1: that'll be the that'll be the next one we'll be the first people ever to smoke a full cigar and complete the challenge <laughs> with christian I just complete when he does the that.
3: challenge
2: first all right
0: oh we're gonna do it we're gonna butter do
2: it. what are you guys doing to celebrate when you finish sleeping
0: getting a nutella croissant from the edition bro that thing looks so good so we good. made a huge mistake yesterday After the first run, there was three hours. That was the first break. We had no idea what to do with ourselves. So we just went to the addition for coffee or whatever. And they have Nutella croissant, macaroons. uh, (laughs) eh, He's having macaroons. Hey, we got one, too. Straight from
1: France. Macaroons.
0: (laughs) They got, like, challah bread. It's, like, the the best bakery ever. And I'm like, dude, this sucks because I... I don't think I should be eating any of this except we did have one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it yeah. also set the tone for dude when you finish this thing, that's exactly where I'm gonna be. Absolutely. Not smoking it.
1: a cigar. I'll be the first person to pop in a Zen though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Complete it. For the brand. Um, yeah, need the stimmies. The question though I think that's really important to ask here, and I also struggled with this for a long time until like meeting more people in the space is like, what's the point? Like, why do something like that? And we've been asked, like, every time we've brought it up to, like, a waiter at a restaurant or someone serving us coffee, like, why? Like, are you training for something? Are you competing? It's like, no, we're just doing it for fun. So, like, I guess as an as an outsider, it doesn't really make sense. Why would you go through that suffering? Why would you put your put your body through that much pain and pressure on just a random weekend without any reward on the other end that's, like, tangible or that, you know, other people can see and understand, like, what do you say to yourself or what do you say to people out there asking that question
3: yeah i think it all comes back to relationships again like obvious opportunity to build the relationships with you guys and we got guys online doing it as well texting them building a the relationship with them but the, the shout out Lestags.
1: <laughs> yeah shout out max stanton Lestags on instagram shout out payden
3: uh who else we nick? got
1: anybody else nick marsh nick marsh i think got health dude
3: yeah, right yeah yeah, yeah. I think that's it for this All weekend. the soldiers out there. Go ahead. But yeah, I think on top of those relationships, like the relationship with self, you know, like like that's the second most important relationship you can have. But just that ability to follow through on your word, like to go through and say, I'm going to do something this hard, like the 4 by 4 by 48 And, you know, we, we all three have no option of quitting. Like it's just not going to happen. We'll crawl before, before we quit. Like genuinely, I can see that in all three of us. Like we will crawl out there before we quit. Just... Keeping your word to yourself, you know, that's the biggest thing for for self-confidence, for self-discipline. Like so many people, you know, I'm gonna hit the gym tomorrow at 5 a.m., wake up, don't hit the gym. You know, oh, I'm gonna eat that healthy meal, wake up, don't eat the meal. It's like you don't even respect yourself enough to to respect your own word and to follow through on your own word. So this is an opportunity to just strengthen that relationship with ourselves and what we say we're gonna do. Like, I'm going to, you know, hit that big month or I'm going to hit the gym or do whatever, like ask that girl out, like whatever it is, like if you can get conviction through struggles like these, it'll carry over into, into everything for that, for that self-confidence and just that relationship with God here. I think it's just so much opportunity in this to, to be present. Like you were saying, like, you know, when you're out there running, dude, like your mind is seeking escape. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm like, can we do this? Can we, can we walk? Like, can we, you know, our phone, like I'm just seeking escape, seeking comfort, seeking cheap dopamine and like you said, it forces you to be present in the moment. There's nothing else you can think about than every single step, that knee pain or, or that that breath you're yeah. trying to catch. Like just as you're moving through that. So it forces you to be completely present. And I think when you're completely, completely present, you know, you're with yourself, you're with your own thoughts. And I think you can really connect with God when you when you find that complete presence. So much of this world is just distractions. You know, we we go from you know, work block to work block or call to call or, uh, you know, Slack <laughs>
0: messages, text messages.
3: Yeah. It, it, social media posts to, to the next scroll, to the next game, to the next you know, party, to, to whatever it is. Like it's just da, 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 distraction, distraction, distraction. But what happens when you truly have to sit with yourself and be present for an extended period of time? You know, we, we're scared of that. We're scared of what thoughts and insecurities and fears are going to come out especially when you're pushing yourself to the absolute limit with something like this. And it's hard. It hurts. Like you're scared of what's going to come to the surface. So, but it's great. Cause you can work through those thoughts. You know, you can work through, wow, I really want to quit right now, but I got to keep going. And like I said, it, it builds those relationships. Just it's nothing like it.
1: Yeah. No, it's a great answer. A lot of the same things for me, honestly, like getting closer to you guys, getting closer to God, but also with that relationship with yourself, it's just also gonna make everything seem easier yeah, in comparison. Bro, exactly. That's a big reason why exactly. I did it. Because work's been feeling a little bit kind of tough lately. Mm. Like long days and I'm I'm getting like tired from sitting all day and working on my laptop. So I'm like, okay, if I can do this, then next time I get in that, you know, zone where I'm like, Oh it was so hard I took like fifteen Zoom calls today, I'd be like, All right, you know, quit being a bitch. He'd <laughs> much rather be doing this than running, running another yeah. twenty four miles. So that was totally. that was a big reason why when he asked me to do it. I didn't really hesitate. I was kind of just like, yeah, I need something like this right now. So,
0: mm. yeah, that total presence is so important because I feel like as entrepreneurs, we're sitting in front of the computer, like you said, going from message to message, conversation to conversation, um, social media post, social media post, and you're just not ever really present. And one of my favorite quotes, um, like about religion, is like, when we're busy, God is quiet, mm. right? And like the devil also. We'll attack those that are busy right that has been attacking us bro oh, see those dude. blondes
3: walking by when we're running yeah.
0: brother that ain't the brother. Brother. that's the gospel right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude honestly the hardest run so far christian you'll appreciate this but it was last night at 10 p.m mm. that was for me the hardest run because I that's agree. when everyone is out everyone's <laughs> having a great time the yes. river walk is packed like we're literally having the skirt by everyone you could just tell everyone's having a great time. We're passing by the addition, and people like I heard someone chirp at us. They're like, "Pick up the
3: piece, boys!" And we're yeah, like, yeah. "If only
0: you knew, you little shit." I'm like, yeah. Dan's we- I'm like, "Dan's wearing
3: a wife beater." Why are you talking shit?
0: Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, dude, I was right there like last weekend, and so that one is tough. It's going to be even tougher tonight because of the fatigue, and it's going to be exactly the same situation. If I see
1: that, I'll if win. I see that guy again. <laughs> it's
0: yeah. on so Yeah, I'll slap
2: the Go head McGregor. off you, boy. <laughs> yeah, I'll slap you around, bro.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the presence, dude, it's so uh, it's so powerful. Yeah. Like that's I think Christian, you t- you tweet about this all the time, and you're really good at this. I ha- I struggle with this at least in the day to day, but like thinking is working, right? Yep. And for me, like I'm always just so caught up in conversations. I'm so in my head. I'm just so behind on emails and. Just trying to do everything that I never give myself time to think. And so, like, this is more of, like, for me, a spiritual journey of, like, seeing where I'm at right now. And, like, who who talks about, like, the airdrops? I forget who specifically. Daniel's- Logue fits. Yeah, he'll be, like, airdrops. Like, dude, like, I'm getting these airdrops throughout this entire experience of like i like i said i feel like specifically from god is like you got to do this here's where Mm -hmm. you got to show up better in your life here's where you got to focus more here's what's going really well and so it's just providing so much clarity for me and where i'm at
3: amen to that bro amen to that yeah
1: every single person i've told in my family they're just like why are you doing this like what's the point (laughs) my My mom's like it's not safe yeah yeah i'm like (laughs) that the it being very difficult that's the entire point like it has nothing to do with physical fitness it's literally all just I'm doing it to prove to myself that I can. And I'm going to intentionally opt into all this discomfort and pain because you know that growth is on the other side. My family gets
3: it. Like they totally get it. Yeah. Yeah, Like like I've been doing, I don't want to say like hard stuff like this all the time, but like competing in like strength competitions, like deadlifting 600 pounds, carrying 300 pound sandbags, like just physically pushing myself um, for the last two years. And I've seen so much growth from this. So it's like, when I say something like this, they're like, oh, cool, there's another thing he's going to do. But, like, this is only the beginning for us. Like, we've been, Andre and I have been talking about what what's next. And I, I kind of want to get into that because I think that's yeah. just so interesting. I've never heard anyone do this. Uh, we're going to do a 12-hour prayer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how committed are you to your faith if you can't do a 12-hour prayer? Like, like if it's truly a top priority, you should want to spend as much time with God as possible and I've been getting into to the Word and to Bible studies. I mean, just it's 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 outrageous how much it's on my calendar. Joey was like, "Hey man, like, don't you think you should tone it back? Like, you got a business to run." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah all right, yeah, no, we're good. Let's keep it going." I'll come so, in and like ring a
1: gong each hour, just so you guys know where you're <laughs> bro, at. Bro, you're just in on it boom. now. Like, you've committed. One. Yeah, you've I, committed. So you're I didn't to commit it. to that one. No, you're in. I gotta check the good old schedule. See if uh, Christian book a meeting with me, bro. Let me get out of this one. <laughs> No, dude. If I'm around and I feel like it's something I could, I could use like this. Like he, I don't know when you asked me to do this, but I was just like, yeah, like it wasn't really a second thought. So we'll see, we'll see. Got to get in, bro. I'm be in film right now, so I can't commit unless I'm actually gonna do it.
3: Commit, bro. We'll see. He's he's in. I'll get him in. Don't worry. We'll see. (laughs) Salesman gets sold. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nah, dude. I can't give up frame on camera. Come on. We'll talk (laughs) offline. We'll talk talk
1: offline.
0: Yeah, dude. I actually want to dive more into Elevate and the community that you've been building. Um, so kind of take us back to the very beginning and then we'll bring it to modern day. Cause I know a lot has changed between like your intentions, how the community is all set up, the partnerships. So talk us through where the idea uh, stemmed from, how you got started, what the journey has been like and, and how you're, at, or where you're at today.
3: Yeah, so the, the journey ultimately started with, with Joey. Um, we founded it together. Just real quick, by the way, Joey Johaim is who you're referencing here. He yeah. was on
0: Stick Talk. It was episode like 8 or 12 or something in that range. So you could go back on our channel and find that interview if you're interested in knowing more about Joey, who's just a great dude. Yeah, so and if you, highly recommend.
1: if you like Matt, if you like this podcast so far, watch that one too. They share a lot of the same values, like just really – the salt of the earth, Midwestern people. Like I said, the people from New York, <laughs> are like fed. that. Yeah. Corn
3: fed. Corn fed. All American <laughs> corn fed. <laughs> totally. Uh, go ahead, though. But yeah, so we, uh, it was, again, he reached out and DM me late 2021, September. Um, and then October, we went to a Halloween college party. And we were at this college party. And one of my uh, friends from, um, from high school, he's like, yeah, I flunked out like four or five days drunk every night of the week. And I'm like, well like why didn't you reach out like dude you know I could have been some support for, for you like I, I wasn't drinking at all wasn't doing the whole party thing obviously i'm up working the call center like grinding like i was saying before so it's like what like why do you reach out and he was like well i just didn't feel you know that, that vulnerability that secure space like you didn't have that we didn't have that that relationship um and so joey and i we just had the idea of of creating a community in in bring in all these guys, you know, that we had met on Twitter together. Like we were like, we just got to get the boys together and like build together. Like it, and it was just perfect from what I had experienced in Indianapolis. Like I've been so fortunate to find it in person and yeah, I have an online community, but if you can find a community in person, like I highly recommend, like it's, it's another level than online. Um, so yeah, we had the idea to start it just to support young guys who are wanting to take the path less traveled to just show them that there's another path. Like there's entrepreneurship. There's, there's faith. Like there's self-development. There's growth. Like you don't have to just go, you know, party or, or do whatever just to delegate responsibility. And like you said, kind of buy yourself that time. Like you can grow during that time when you don't necessarily have life figured out. Like you're not going to figure out what you want to do by just delegating responsibility and buying yourself time. Like you, you already had that intuition and kind of been. No, dr- but
1: you're right though. And it, from that period post high school until we started the business and like really it kind of changed when COVID happened. Cause it was all online. You could, you know, do whatever with school and focus more so on the business. I didn't develop at all as a person, probably regressed a little bit. Hmm. <laughs> so it's yeah, no, I, I agree hundred percent. Well,
3: it was a quote from Ed Milad. He said, purpose derives from service and growth. From serving other people and growing, so it's like if you want to find purpose, if you're struggling to find that, like go serve other people and go start growing yourself. Like don't try to be somebody, build somebody. And so we were like, let's let's get all these people together. Let's bring the bring the Twitter homies together. So we started out uh, January first, 2022, and we just let some people in for free. You know, just get it rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, probably like five, ten people in the first month. Very rarely anybody was paying. Um, we started jumping on calls, jumping on calls and sh- Zoom calls, sharing struggles and just trying to drop all the information built out of Discord with supplement information, training programs, like just all the information that we could give and the value that we could provide. We just started dumping it in there. And then fast forward a little bit, uh, Joey ends up parting ways, going with his his current business partner, um, Gabe. Um, that was totally mutual. We were both on that same page. Like, yeah, that was definitely his route elevate thing was was definitely my route so we again had that mature relationship to be able to part ways no hard feelings there um and and i kept growing it and and god was just placing these people in my life but i was i was going crazy with networking like anybody i could dm they like my post they're getting a dm and it was not a sale it was not a sale it was hey bro saw you're from beautiful you know like minnesota scott uh minnesota Saw you're from Minnesota. Hey I like, love your
2: content. Want to buy my PDF? Like, shut the fuck <laughs> up.
3: I, I was genuinely just, just trying to help people. Like, if anybody posted about training, like, I jumped on it. Like, hey, dude, saw you're trying to deadlift 500 pounds. Like, I, I did that. I would love to just drop you a few tips. Like, send me your deadlift and I'll, I'll break down your form and just send it back over. Like, just complete free value in the DMs, like, crazy. And most those, people end up buying from you, anyways. Totally and these all converted to to connection calls. So I get the Calendly, get the connection call set up. And I just like, let's just jump on a call. I can start providing free value on the calls. So I'm just networking like crazy. And that's how I'm selling people, just by getting on the phone, talking about myself, talking about them, talking about Elevate. And they're like, oh, I'm in, like, let's join. Like not a sales call or anything like that. Like just genuine, I wanna provide you value any way I can. Hey, I have this thing. If you're interested, like if you join, cool. If not, cool we're here to support you. And so people started joining. Um, and then they started loving it. They started supporting it. And that's really like my, my core group of guys. They're still riding with me today. Like you said, they end up buying from you and they end up riding with you. Like if you really develop those relationships and care about those people, like you have to care. Like I wanted them to see results more than I wanted to see my own results in the gym. Like It was like your goals. I want to see you deadlift 500 pounds, get jacked, have that confidence. Like, I don't even care about myself anymore. Putting them above me and serving them at the highest level possible. And it just grew organically like that. And had like 40 people, you know, going into the the last stint of 2022, bro. And this is like a big business failure, I don't want to say, because I learned so much from it. It wasn't a failure at all. But 60 people joined in the last two months of 2022. So not too long ago, 60 people, all because I have this new year's price doubles, like organic relationship development. I got a foundation of 40 dudes laid and price doubles at the new year, dude, 60 people. And I had no systems, like nothing at all. It was just me and 40 other guys in the beginning. And that's just like a group chat. You know, like I can maintain all those relationships. I can make sure everybody's doing good. 60 people joined, bro. The churn was crazy because I couldn't <laughs> communicate with them all. Like, I didn't have a, enough systems in place. So heading into the new year, um, lost a lot of people on that churn. We still have over hundred now though. Um, so I realized like, hey, I need somebody else. Uh, I, need a, I need a partner to kind of help me. I need a systems guy, ops. ops. Um, and I actually had a guy in the community. His name's Payton, absolutely love him. And he was in school for finance. He's in college for finance. And so I was like, okay, that's some sort of system brain there, like data, numbers, like it's gotta be something there, right? Yeah. But our values are in complete alignment. And that's all I was looking for. I was looking for a guy who was hungry. He showed me he was hungry. He was grinding and he hired me as a trainer to prep him for a strength competition. So he was a savage, training like crazy. We have complete alignment in our values. I could completely trust his heart. I knew with whatever information he had, he was gonna make the, the best decision possible based on my values. So, I pitch him. I'm like, hey, drop out of college, you got a job. And he did. He dropped out, joined, joined my crusade, and now he's, he's been a part of it. I think he joined late January. Now he's been a part of it. Uh, Joey's really been mentoring him. Thank, thank God for that. And he's growing like crazy. He's starting to bring some, some solid systems, and I think it's gonna take this, this whole thing to the next level. It's dope, man. It's awesome. Awesome.
0: Let's go. Such a cool journey. Talk a little bit more about how the community has transitioned from just being focused on fitness to now. If just you go on your landing page, your new one, right? This is pretty new. Yeah, like last week. And it's just, it's mostly about faith. I don't even know if fitness and health is mentioned on there.
3: Yeah, it is. Um, so I was talking to to David, Sales David, that you guys know. and. Bro. That guy? Brad that man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brad that man. <laughs> I told him, I was like, I don't even want to mention faith because I feel like faith just comes, you know, the word faith, judgment is just tied right behind it to so many people. Yeah. Like, and so I was like, I don't even want to mention faith because I just want people to just come in here as they are. Like, we, we leave religion at the door. We're just focused on building real relationships, whether that's with God or with each other or with ourselves. Like, we just want to build real, authentic, deep relationships. We don't care who you are or what you believe. Like, just come in organic, raw, authentic self. Um, that's what we're looking for. And so I was like, I don't even want to I- include faith. And he goes, well, how many people are faith-based in the community already? I was like, 90%. He's like, market to your ICP, bro. And I was like, all right, I'm going all in. And I kind of talked to you about this at the the client ascension event the other week. I was like, yeah, you just need to go all in and just let go, go all in on this faith thing. Like I've been growing like crazy in faith and God is just calling me to, to continue to do that. So really gone all in on the faith thing. We've got Bible studies rolling. And like I was saying earlier, in-person community is way more powerful than online. Online's great, but I'm doubling down on in-person events. And I think you guys are as well, and you understand the value in that. So doubling down on in-person events, just trying to get as many people in person as possible and to ultimately just just pursue their, their God-given potential. Because I think like with you guys, like this pull in entrepreneurship. I truly believe that was God placing this in your heart, that pull of, like, I I need to go pursue entrepreneurship. I need to take this path. Like, I think so many guys have that pull. Society just tells them to ignore it, or it's not the right path, or no, that's not normal. Like, that's just never going to work, or whatever whatever lies we tell ourselves. So, I just want to be the foundation for people to stand on, to go Pursue God, pursue the business, you know, whatever God has placed in their heart. I just want to lay that foundation for them in our community. So that that's how it's really transitioned. Sheesh. It's going
0: to be that, dope. Man. It's awesome, man. So
1: you have a question, Christian? No, no. What? We're at one fifty about. So we've got... one fifty. Yeah. Oh my God. So we've got, yeah, like 10 minutes until we got to start running again. You want to <laughs> just jump into the lightning round?
2: Yeah, yeah. So lightning round, this actually has to be lightning round. Just quick questions, rip, rip some answers. Um, dinner with any any three people dead or alive,
3: who would they be and why? Dead or alive, my brother, um, Joey and my grandpa. Solid.
0: Solid. Awesome, bro. I don't even know what to ask in the lightning round anymore. I know we've been talking for twenty four hours. <laughs> so i'm like bro i've asked you everything i want to ask you no i guess uh a question that's like super on brand for you is like what does it mean to live boldly because i see you talk about this all the time on your socials
3: yeah when i say living boldly i say living alignment living in alignment with who god placed you here to be no matter your environment so you see so many people they step into different environments and they almost become a chameleon like they'll step into this environment and minimize themselves because oh, these people are with me, or, or they'll go to, to a party and try to impress that girl and they'll become someone different. Like, when you don't live in alignment, you're going to have friction around your identity and around your purpose, and you're going to struggle with understanding who you are. When you step in and you live boldly as who you are in alignment in every single scenario, I truly believe that's when you find real purpose.
2: Love that, dude. Sweet.
1: I'm going to steal one of Christian's. A little more of a lighthearted one, but you are a health guy, so I'm curious to hear the answer. Right. So every year at the Masters, you know the golf tournament? Totally. The previous winner picks, like, the Masters dinner. So if you could choose your Masters dinner, which is an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert, you can choose anything, what are you going with?
3: Appetizer, entree, dessert. Um, I love to cook, so I would honestly prefer to, to cook it.
1: You get to cook it, but you got to cook it for, like, for everybody. This is your favorite meal, though.
3: Ooh, um, I think I'd have to just use steak for the entree. Okay. Um, the dessert, <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> like. do, do we get
1: any sides with the steak? What are we doing here? Ooh,
3: I usually just eat just straight steak. But if I had to go with sides, uh, mashed potatoes and, and those string beans, not the green beans, like the, the longer green yeah. beans, I, I love those. That's what I would go with for the the uh, appetizer. I think I'm going with some like some shrimp, like a spicy sriracha shrimp, like mm. sweet sweet honey shrimp, like that. Okay, like, I like that. Style. You seem like a meat and potatoes guy, so that, yeah, that makes, makes sense. Right. Yeah. Corn Where's the corn, bro? No, nah, nah.
0: nah. <laughs> I don't, even,
3: I don't even like corn like that, bro. <laughs> it's,
2: it's just therapy. all Indiana you're is, you're is corn type bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: Don't assume joke. anything about me.
2: <laughs> um, last one for me. If you could say one thing to your 11 year old self, what would you tell him?
3: Keep going. That's it. I wouldn't change a thing. Um, I would just simply say, keep going. Stay in the gym.
0: Love it, bro. Well, what's your final Stay message to-,
3: to the <laughs>
0: TikTok audience? Where can they find you? Where can they follow
3: you? What do you want them to know about where you're at on your journey and where you're going? Yeah, my final message is just like, I feel like when you hear a story like this or see guys like this, like you think like they're on like another level that you're not on. Um, and that's just completely wrong. Like I, The way I view it is just a horizontal timeline of, like, you just need reps to get there. Like, that's it. So if you heard my story and you're like, oh, like, like he's up here. Like, I'm down here. Like, no, not at all. Like, I'm just a real dude who's had struggles just like everyone else. I still struggle every single day. Like, if you're struggling, just know, like, you're on the right path. Like, just keep going. God has you exactly where you're supposed to be. I feel like so many times in entrepreneurship, I just felt like I was in the wrong spot. And so I just want that early guy to know, like, and I, I'm still completely early. It's like, you're on the right path. You just must simply keep taking action and keep going. Like, it, it's, it's like what you always say, like, you're going to lose for a long time, then you'll just win all of a sudden all at once. Like, that happens. Yeah. And my kind of win was those 60 guys joining. I'm like, wow, like, this thing's blowing up, like, all in. Um, so just simply keep going. Find me on Twitter, Matt S. Moore, underscore um if you're interested in joining elevate community elvtlife.com we'd love to have you like i highly said, recommend come as you are we're all in there i'm in there these guys will be in there after this
0: episode um but dude thank you so much for coming mm-hmm. on sharing your message it's great to learn more about your story it's also great to procrastinate what we have to do now after yeah. this <laughs> yeah um, and, and kind of get out of that mindset but we got to get back into it but if you're listening thank you guys so much for your support Appreciate you. Um, We do this completely for free. We're not looking to get really anything out of it other than a platform to share amazing stories like Matt has here. And uh, so what I want to do at the end of these episodes is keep you guys on the channel. So if you liked the episode with Matt, we also got, like I mentioned earlier on, an episode with his roommate, Joey Johan. It's somewhere on the channel. I'm not going to memorize the episode numbers at (laughs) this point. Um, But we also got another one with Andy Strom who uh, is one of uh, Joey's mentors. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Andy as well.
3: Yeah, I've connected with him a little bit, but nothing beyond that. So
0: both amazing episodes. They definitely align with what Matt talked about here today. And uh, keep showing us love and support. Comment your favorite takeaway. And uh, check us on Twitter. Hopefully we're still alive at the end of this challenge. Got her on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Got her on. Literally.
0: Appreciate you, bro. All right.